You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast. My name is Dan Johnson, and I'm your host. And today we have another bow review. I believe this is the eighth bow review that we've done. And uh, we got a couple new bows that that we've reviewed that we haven't uh, reviewed in the past. And um, so that's a good thing. But today we are going to speak with a guy named Rob Palanik. And Rob is going to talk to us about uh, a handful of bows uh, that he reviewed while he worked in an actual bow shop. So uh, he has some firsthand knowledge of some of the bows that we've reviewed today. So I'm excited to get to that. But first, these bow reviews are, we're starting to get some, um, some repeats. All right. We've, for example, I think everybody has reviewed the Matthews Halon 6. So what I'm looking for is a handful of bows that we have yet to, to cover. So that would include Bowtech, PSE, Martin, Diamond, Mission, Obsession, Darton, New Breed, and Gearhead. Those are from what I, I know there's other bows out there, but those are the bows that we have hardly had any reviews on. I think we've reviewed one Bowtech maybe uh, and and a couple PSEs, but uh, we need more PSEs. We need we need Bowtech, Martin, Diamond, Mission, Darton, New Breed, Obsession, and Gearhead. So if you guys want to be a part of this, and I would love for people to go out and uh, find a dealer of the bows that I just mentioned and uh, – take some time to shoot it. I know the listeners would appreciate it and uh, we would love to get your feedback on those bows. So that's all I really have for right now. Make sure you guys uh, listen close to Bob Palanik talk about his bow review. Thank you very much and enjoy the podcast. On the show with me now for this bow review is Robert aka Bob Polanic. How's it going today, Bob? Doing pretty good, Dan. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. Before we uh, get started here, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. First off, mo- and most important, how did your 2015 season go? 2015 season was my best season yet. Oh, nice. Um, I have only been bow hunting for eight years. And slowly but surely, been getting better and better at it. Um, but yeah, I was able to spot and stalk um, an eight point to twenty yards, and he ended up. Greg Green scored on about one hundred 
too. He was a three and a half year old buck. So that was pretty cool. And then uh, day after Christmas, I actually was uh, called it quits early because it was raining. And uh, about an hour before I got dark out, I was walking back to my truck, and there's a bunch of does feeding, and spot and stalked one to 35 yards, and uh, got a little bit, a little extra meat in the freezer, a little Christmas present. So nice. Uh, what's what state do you live in? Michigan. Michigan. All right. And uh, what do you do for a living? I do water treatment. Okay. All righty. So let's see here. You for us today. You reviewed one, two, three, four, five, six bows for us that we're going to be talking about today. A couple of them we've already talked about, uh, but it's always good to get other people's opinions. And then we got a couple that uh, nobody has talked about, which I like. So first thing we'll do is we'll just start right at the top of the list. And uh, why don't – now, before I get into this here, are you in the market for a new bow or were you just doing this uh, bow review because you like to shoot bows? I was doing this bow review because I like to shoot bows. I bought a new bow last year. Okay. And uh, so what are you currently shooting? I currently shoot a Matthews Chill X. It's uh, got 35-inch axle to axle. Um, my draw length is 29, and it shoots, I don't know, about 295 feet per second last time I checked. But it's got a 7-inch brace height and 4.5 pounds. So I got it. You can have the... Uh, it's one of those bows that you can have 75% or 85% let off, and I've got it set at the 75% just so I can get a little extra speed out of it. Gotcha. So. All right. So we're going to keep that in mind because at the end of this show, I want to I want to ask you if any of the bows that you tested would trump the one that you currently have, and uh, and you would take one of those over what you're currently shooting now. You are currently shooting the Matthew Chil- Matthews Chill X, and the first bow that you reviewed is the Matthews Halon 6. So why don't you uh, talk to us about that? All right, will do. Um, I've gotten a ton of great reviews, and I don't have I don't have a lot. Uh, I don't have anything really bad to say about it. Um, what I liked is uh, it had a pretty pretty smooth draw cycle. Um, Matthews has I believe they're called rock mobs. So they, it's basically um, kind of a string stuff. So like when you draw back, there's a stop, there's a knob on your cam, and it kind of it hits your string when you get to full draw. So yeah, like a rock solid um, back wall. Um, I like that, and I have that on my Chillax as well. Uh, very quiet, uh, no hand shock at all. Um, it is. I've heard a couple people talk about how it's a little heavier. That doesn't bother me too much. Um, what I what I didn't like and what I kind of have a hard time with is it's advertised with a 30-inch axle to axle, and if you look at the cams, there's you know there's an extra two inch on each cam that sticks above, you know, or below each axle. So it's really almost got at rest. It's got a 34-inch axle axle draw with I mean just resting, and then when you draw back. The, the limbs don't really move much. They're pretty stout. So you're, so that, it, it's kind of hard for me to believe it's it's a true 30-inch axle axle, but it, you're finding that on a lot of bows these days that have those huge cams. So 
Um, and that's one thing that I was kind of concerned about, you know, being starting to get into going out west and hunting. is It's got some pretty big cams on it, and no idea if I, you know, if you had, how durable those are yet, if you had hit it on something or you're busting through brush, if anything, you get caught up in there, some branches and twigs and whatnot. Yeah, so that, that was my only concern. That's one thing that's at, that blows me away is the size of some of the cams on these these newer bows. I mean, they they are almost the size of dinner plates. Right. All right. I so think, what uh, else? What else with this Matthews Halon? Well, let's see. I so I have the privilege. I used to work at an archery shop, so that's where I tested all these bows and uh it was super easy i would say i get to just kind of walk in and grab bow off the shelf set it up shoot it so um i was able to shoot it through the uh chronograph machine and see how fast it shoots so at uh 29 inch draw length um and 75 percent let off and at 70 pounds i shot a 410 grain arrow um it was shot 310 feet per second. So the IBO is 345, but obviously that's with a 350 grain arrow. So I wanted to check it out with more of a you know hunting arrow type setup. So I was impressed with that speed. So the, and the draw wasn't you know it's not overly aggressive. So I liked it. Nice. So overall thoughts, you you feel that this is that you felt that uh, Halon Six was a decent bow. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a real it's a solid bow. It's it seems pretty stout. There's no, you know, no shocks, no noise or anything like that. So it's, that's pretty good bow. What was your, that particular bow shop, uh, selling it for? They're selling it for nine ninety nine. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So next bow on the list here is the prime rise. And I believe this is the first time anybody's talked about the prime rise. So, uh, fill us in. Gotcha. The Prime is made by G5. It's actually, I believe they're made here in Michigan, which is pretty cool for us Michigan guys. But um, they've got the, uh, I don't know, it's not a dual, it's like a quad cam basically. You have two cams on top, two cams on bottom. Um, so you really, you don't get any cam lean with that. Um, the other thing is, Prime has, and they had this last year, but they went even stronger. They have a uh, extremely strong riser. I think they have the strongest riser in the industry. It's um, their advertisement is called 82x aluminum riser, and I know last year they, it was like a 7100 series aluminum riser or something like that. So they're they're pretty stout. They don't flex much at all, but uh, it, it you know it feels comparable to the Halon Six. Um, you, it has a option for 75% let off or 85% let off. And this bow was set to the 75% let off and at full draw, once you get back to that, that, um, valley, it kind of like dumps you into it. And I, I didn't like that at all. Um, the problem I find with that is when you get, when you get dumped into that big valley, if you do need to let down, it's so hard to let down because you have to let up so much that once, you know, your string finally starts going back towards the bow, you have to almost catch it again. And if you ever do that in a, in a tree, you're going to make quite a bit of commotion. 
So I don't like that. I try to stay away from that. Um, but the, the the good thing about that valley, though, is you do feel like you can hang out back there forever, and it, uh, it's it's super easy to keep it full draw for a long time. So I shot this one through the Chrono machine as well. I had it. Uh, I had it crank. I had this one cranked up to 73 pounds, um, 29 inch draw, and the uh, IBO is 335, and this one shot 304 feet per second. And it's got see the axle axle is 33 inches, and the brace height is 6.75 inches. So a little shorter brace height. Um, nice and crazy. Still gonna be plenty forgiving with you know, 6.75 inches, but, um, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. The cool thing about prime bows, you get them in like that stick, uh, camo pattern. And another cool thing about prime bows is if you buy it new, um, as long as you're the owner, um, every two years, they'll send you a new set of strings and cables. Like, I mean, you have to contact them, but they'll, they'll go ahead and send you a, a free set of, strings and cables as long as you call them every two years oh so that's 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 pretty sweet i mean that's probably depending on what archer shop you go to that's anywhere from i don't know 70 to 90 bucks yeah exactly exactly now with more moving parts you know there's four cams instead of two on this bow was was it louder no um it was it was dead quiet and i think part of that's kind of what that heavy duty riser um I, I don't know how much this bow weighed but i it, it didn't feel heavy at all um it definitely it was quiet and then it was dead in your hand so it, it was a good bow it was a good bow to shoot i liked it the only thing i did not like is is that valley the draw cycle you know it's like i said it's comparable to hell on it it ramps up pretty quick but it's smooth I mean, it's. I think for me personally, it's tough to really get a good feel on uh, draw cycles because I'm, I'm a bigger guy and I go to the gym quite a bit. I'm stronger, so like I can kind of pull right through them. And I, I crank all the bows up to 70 pounds because that's where I like to shoot them. Um, but okay. yeah, this bow weighed 4.3 pounds. So. Gotcha. And then the uh, notes here say that the price point was nine ninety nine, so a hundred dollars less than the Halon. Yes. Okay. All right. So overall, did you like it? Did you not like it? What What are your thoughts for the Prime? I liked it. Um, tell you the truth, last year um, I had a, a Massey's Chill X and a prime rival, which is pretty close to what the prime rise is, but it's got a 35 inch, um, axle axle, just like my chill X. And I had those two bows next to each other for a couple weeks every day when I was working at the archery shop, where I'd come in and I'd shoot them. And it took me a couple weeks to decide which one I wanted to go with. I ended up going with the Matthews, um, just because, uh, the Valley on that chill X isn't as, uh, isn't as, big is what the prime has so the prime rise is the 33 inch xx of the rival is last year's model but that was a 35 inch xx so they um and they have like a prime ion and that's got a 31 inch so they're all kind of the same 
color, just a 31-inch model, a 33-inch model, a 35-inch model. So, yeah, yeah. All right, so. Five. So, all right, so that's the Prime Rise. Now, the next one on the list is the Hoyt Defiant Turbo. So speak on that. All righty. So Hoyt Defiant Turbo, I drew this bow back. I didn't, I didn't like it a whole bunch. My problem with Hoyt is I can't get past the grip. Um, right in the middle of the grip, there is a, uh, there's a bolt that goes through it. And it's not covered. It's uh, Allen head. And my, the tip of my middle finger rests right in it. And I, I just not comfortable. It bothers me. It annoys me. And it's hard for me to get past that. But besides all that, um, I think, I feel like a lot of Hoyts have a pretty aggressive draw cycle. Um, stacks up pretty fast. Uh, I don't know if it's because Hoyt still has kind of some smaller cams. They're not quite as big as, uh, you know, like a Matthews or even like a Prime, although they're starting to get there. Um, I've heard on a previous podcast, a guy was talking about how the Hoyt kind of dumps you into that valley at the very end, and it's almost like a kudunk, you know. Um, I found that as well. Um, I think... I think you can learn to get away from it. Um, you got to shoot that bow a bunch, and you got to basically it's muscle memory, and you learn to slow down at the very end, and you just slowly, you know, get back into that draw cycle. And I was able to eliminate that. Um, but when you're picking a bow and spending a grand on it or eight hundred bucks, I mean, you don't want to have to learn how to shoot the bow. You, I feel like you should, the bow should just shoot, and it should be, you know, whatever comfortable for you. But I was able to find, you know, a way around it, so that was nice. Um, let's see what else. Uh, I shot this one through the chrono as well. So I had this one at 70 pounds, 29-inch draw, 80% let off. The IBO on it is 350. Um, it's got a 6-inch brace height and the XX 33 inches and it shot 310 feet per second. So I shot all these bullets with the same the same arrow. So shot 310 feet per second. So right now, uh, the Matthews Halon 6 and the Hoyt Defiant Turbo um, shot the same speed. Okay. So. Any Anything else on this Hoyt Defiant? Um, I mean, now, is that bolt there on every Hoyt bow? I believe so. Okay. So <laughs> it's just one of those things where it annoys you enough to make it make you not want to purchase that bow. Yeah, I'm sure I could I'm sure I could get around it, but it's just it's not for me. Right. Gotcha. Okay. That's uh honest opinion. Now, uh any anything else that you want to mention on this uh Hoyt um, if I was buying a bow by looks, uh, this would definitely be up there. I love how those Hoyts look. So I've, I've, I've thought Hoyts have been the coolest looking bows for a couple of years now. So. Gotcha. And this, uh, let's see, the price point on this Hoyt was $1,050. So right in between, yes. right in between the, uh, prime and the Matthews. So. 
Yeah. All right. So if we're gonna if we're gonna do a running total on like a first, second, third, basically what we in the order that we've done, do you like the Halon Six better than the Prime at this point? Yeah. Okay. Yes, so I do. it would be the Halon Six, the Rise, and then the Defiant uh, in that order. Now you also let's see here. We got two, four more to go, or no, three more to go. And uh, the next one that you did was the PSC Carbon Air. And I'm just going to say right off the bat that this price point of $1,500 basically is 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 pretty much the highest bow in the on the market. I I'm not I'm not aware of any other bows that are are more expensive than that. And I'll, I'll be honest, in, in my opinion, I walk into every once in a while, I go into uh, my local uh, archery shop and it's the first one they have sitting there. And that number 15 or, you know, $1,499 just sticks out so much to me. I don't know why it blows my mind. And then I don't even want to look at that. Yeah. I mean, it's, I totally agree. It's been that way with um, Hoyt's uh, carbon matrix or element or whatever. That's been uh, 1400 bucks for the past, I don't know, four years or something like that. And it's like, gosh, I mean, I don't know about you, but I can. I was barely able to buy a new bow. The only way I bought a new bow last year um, was by picking up a part-time job at an archery shop. Otherwise, the wife was having nothing to do with me spending <laughs> a grand on a new bow. <laughs> yeah. My wife would lose her shit yeah. too. So yeah. now why I don't mean, you, why don't you go ahead and talk on this uh, PSE carbon air bit? All right. So this one, there's a couple of things. The, the PSE carbon air, part of where it's light, I mean, it's carbon. And then on top of that, the bolts, um, for the limbs are titanium, and they have, and it's uh, um, all I think all PSCs have like that star head, you know, instead of an Allen head, they got a star, and it was super shallow. So when I was trying to crank this thing up to 60 pounds, and it, it that bolt turns so hard, it almost I almost asked for help when I was cranking it up by myself, but uh, I ended up stripping out one of the bolts because they're super shallow. Um, I mean, they're stars, so I, I ended up stripping one of them out. But I know PSC, the owner of the archery shop said, no, don't worry about it. PSC is, like, addressing that issue, and they're sending out um, new bolts that have a deeper uh, pocket for that that uh, star, like, wrench, basically, to go in. So you won't have that problem. Um, but getting to actually shooting the bow... Um, this was at 60 pounds, 80% let off. Um, was that because was that it because had, it had 60 pound limbs on it? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, it's it it a 60 pound bow. Yeah. So it had a ton, at 60 pounds. It had a ton of hand shock and vibration, and it, it wasn't terribly loud. I almost thought about throwing a stabilizer on there and seeing if that would absorb a lot of that hand shock and vibration. Um, the draw cycle did feel like butter, but I, I drew back three other bows 
a few times at 70 pounds. Um, that back wall was not firm at all. It had a lot of sponge where it felt like you had, you know, almost a half inch of play in there where you could draw it back an extra half inch or three quarters of an inch if you wanted to. Um, so it didn't, didn't really feel like it had a big valley or really valley, any valley at all. And um, it, it really wanted to take off on you. So the only good thing about that is when it wants to take off on you, they're a little easier to let down because you're already, you know, right there holding back a little extra weight. So this is my my least favorite. Um, it it felt too light to me. So and like I said, um, I did not shoot this one through the chrono. I it, I couldn't get it out of my hand fast enough, honestly, and put it back on the rack. So I didn't like it. There are definitely bows out there, uh, and I've I've. Uh shot in you know in my day i've shot a lot of bows when i go to the ata show this year was an exception that i didn't get a chance to shoot a lot of bows but previous years i'd go to the ata show and i'd shoot so many bows that you can tell in one arrow if you would like it or not and so it sounds it sounds like this one here for you was kind of a was a no-go that's exactly it so and it's just I mean, I'm, I was doing this to do, you know, a bow review, so I should have should have shot it through the Chrono and whatnot. But you know, at 60 pounds, it wasn't. I wasn't going to be able to compare it to the other three, so I kind of just put it back. And and uh, on top of that, I mean, it looks just like a Hoyt. I mean, the way that riser's designed, it looks just like a Hoyt. So, or at least it does to me. Yeah. So. Okay. So these last two I don't have any notes on because you shot them what you shot them today. I did. Okay, I did. perfect. So uh the next one on the list here is the PSC decree and and uh what did you think of that bow? I liked it a lot. Um it's got the thirty five inch axle axle and a six and a half inch brace height. Um and that that appeals to me basically I like the the longer axle axle uh because uh, I like the I guess for my face I don't know but I like the way that string touches my nose and then on top of that um when you have less of a angle on your full draw your peep is closer to your eye so you can have a smaller peep or I mean you can just see more through your peep because it's closer to your eye so I like I like that a lot. That's something that's very important to me. Um, the draw cycle was nice and smooth. Um, great back wall. It's got like those kind of like the the Matthews halon. It's got like the studs on the cam that come around and hit the string. So it's got like a solid back wall. It doesn't it doesn't really dump you too much into that that let off zone. Um, this bow had 80% let off and uh, I do not know how much it weighed, but, uh, it didn't, it didn't really feel heavy to me. Um, the IBO on it is 342 and I shot it through the chrono and it shot 297. Okay. So, and that was at seven, that was at 70 pounds and 29 inch draw. And, so. and as a reminder, you shot the same arrow for all these bows, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. I, I kept I kept grabbing the owner's arrows and <laughs> he was probably not real happy about it, but 
it's fine. Hey, you gotta have you gotta the test has to have integrity. Yeah, he was he was giving me a hard time. He's kind of like, what do I get out of this bow review you're doing for somebody else? <laughs> well, I tell you what, I'll I'll let you shout out the bow shop at the end of this podcast. Okay. All right. So this yep. PSE decree sounds like it's head and toes, you know, head actually head and toes, head and shoulders above the carbon air. Oh, absolutely. It still has the same, uh, you know, titanium bolts and whatnot, but like I said, PSE is addressing that issue. Um, but yeah, it, it shoots great. It was dead in the hand, nice and quiet. So it's, it, it's, uh, it's, it's expensive. I mean, it's $999, but it's, it's great. Gotcha. And it's, it's also adjustable. So I think you can adjust it. Uh, I think all the all the cameras are different, but they have like a, a two inch range on them, so you can get like a you know a thirty to a twenty eight cam or like a twenty nine to a twenty seven inch cam. You know what I mean? Okay. So they're they have some they have some adjustability to them. Sounds good. And you mentioned nine you know expensive bow at nine ninety nine, but. Um, and we haven't talked about the last one yet, but I have a feeling it's going to be up there with the rest of these. The the cheapest bow that you've you reviewed was so far a tie between this decree and the prime rise. So a thousand dollars is the cheapest bow that you've reviewed. Yes. Okay. All right. So uh, anything else on that uh, decree? Mm, not. Not that I can think of, no. Okay. All right, last bow of the night. Uh, it's the Hoyt Carbon Spider FX. What's the deal with the Hoyt? So this one, actually, I, you know, I grabbed it, and after shooting, you know, that Hoyt Defiant Turbo, I kind of just figured I wasn't going to like it. But besides the, it's got a 28-inch axle axle. So besides that, and that really, you know, like aggressive uh, angle on that string at full draw. Um, besides that, the draw was smooth. Um, like I said, I think I had kind of figured out how to eliminate being dumped back into that valley by kind of slowing down. Like I said, the, the hoist have an aggressive draw cycle right up front and kind of even in the middle. If you just learn to, like, you know, kind of power down as you're getting to, like, the 80% at full draw, you kind of power down right there, and it kind of just slowly gets you back into that um, valley. That actually felt pretty nice. It shot, I put it through the chrono, this one shot uh, 295 feet per second. Um, it was, it's light, you know, it's 3.6 pounds, brace height, six and three quarter inch. Um, the thing is, is the axle axle is 28 inches. I've got a 29 inch draw. My draw length is longer than the bow. And you can all, I mean, at full draw, you can, I mean, both the cams are in your, your field of view. I mean, it's, uh, that's kind of weird. I almost feel, you know, it's like a slingshot almost. It's, it's, you can vertically, you know, you can be off quite a bit because it's so it's so short so it, it i didn't like that but if i could find you know this draw cycle um it was super quiet and i, I like you know it was a little bit lighter i actually did like that 
um, I'm kind of contradicting myself because I didn't like how light the PSE carbon air was. But this one, I mean, it just felt different. So I don't know if it's just so small, but I liked it minus, you know, just the short axle axle okay. so, and the string angle. Sounds good. Well, now's the moment of truth. Um, your Chill X. Would you trade that bow in for any of the bows that you reviewed? I would not. You would not. Okay. Tell me why. Um, for starters, I'd have to pick up a part-time job at an archery <laughs> shop. <laughs> I don't want to go hunting in Montana for elk this year, so I can't be doing that. Okay. Um, no. Uh, truthfully, that that Matthews Chillax that I'm shooting, um, I plan on having it for quite a few years. Um, to the point now where I can just go grab it after not shooting it for a month, and I can go to 40 yards, and I'm going to be able to, you know, shoot four arrows within a couple inches of each other. This summer, I was back at you know 60, 70 yards, and I was sitting a pie plate. So I, you know, don't want to really go through all that again. Um, I'm happy with it. it. It's a 35 inch axle axle and the cams on that are almost as big as the ones on the Halon. So it's probably more like a 38 inch axle axle and that string angle is awesome for me. And I just got it all set up and dialed in and I really like it. I'm I'm not a guy that wants a new bow every year or two. I wanna I like it where I can just pick it up and um if I haven't shot it in a little while, um, you know, it doesn't take much to really get back into it. So being, you know, in Michigan we have snow for about three, four months out of the year, so you don't I mean unless you go to the archery shop, you don't get to shoot too much and you especially if you're at an archery shop, you don't get to shoot long ranges, so for me, I don't get to shoot, you know, weekly. So um, I like where I can just it just fits me. So I I wouldn't trade it for for anything. But uh, there, I mean, it was close. I I could definitely think about it. Yeah, I tell you, I got offered a, a new bow on I think it was either August or September. No, it was August of this year, beginning of August, and. I said no to it because I I was shooting awesome with my current my current bow and uh I was just like okay I don't want to have to go through all that again and you know gain that confidence back again cuz that's I mean you know that's that's the kind of a process that's not an easy easy thing to do where you know you sit there and you're like okay I feel comfortable with this bow for me it takes months in my opinion but I totally agree. And when you're hunting, you don't want to be, you don't want to think about your draw, where your strings at, stuff like that. You want it all that all to be natural and an afterthought, really. Right. And focus on focus on what's really happening in front of you. So I, I totally agree. I, that's I don't understand why all these bow companies come out with their new bows in November. It's like who. Well, like, why? Well, I don't want to sight in a new bow uh, during the rut. Right. Like, you would think, you oh. would think that, and I talked, I talked to uh, a couple um, guys in the industry who work for those bow companies, and they don't really have a, 
an answer for it. I guess it's just the way business has always been done. But I I would think that if you're going to introduce a new bow to the market, it would be somewhere around maybe July. So it gives people enough time to, I don't know, research the bow, buy it, get it sighted in. And, but, you know, and you should know this working at an archery shop that people don't think about their bows until like 15 days before the season starts. And then that's when you guys get slammed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, so, yeah, I mean, for whatever they're doing, they're doing something right. There's a bunch of archery companies doing pretty well. Yeah. So what's the best selling bow at the, the shop that you, that you work at? Right now, it is a Matthews Phelan six. I can't even keep them really stocked. Last year, it was it was a Matthews no cam, which I, I personally couldn't stand. Um, and then the primes are, they sell pretty good. And then um, uh, PSC and Hoyt, they have well, several. Um, lower like mid price bows and those those sell quite a bit especially during um like august september okay well bob i like i promised why don't you go ahead and shout out the bow shop uh big thank you to to him for uh letting you uh, test all these bows out Uh, it is uh fps archery in Cadillac, Michigan. Be sure to stop in if uh, you're ever in the area. All righty. There you have it. Cadillac, Michigan. Best bow shop in the state, right? Uh, it's got to be. <laughs> it's got to be. All right. Well, Bob, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to do this. Thanks for coming on the show and talking bows with me. And uh, good luck in 2016. Hey, you too. Loved every minute of it. Thanks for having me on. And there you have it, another podcast in the books. Um, Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys got some big plans for the weekend. I'm actually going to try to get out and do a little shed hunting, uh, and I might be joined by the family, which they're going to slow me down, but that's all right. I tell you what, I love going out with them. I love spending time with them. In regards to the podcast now, uh, and like I mentioned at the top of the show, Bowtech, PSE, Martin, Diamond, Mission, Darton, New Breed, Obsession, and Gearhead are some bows that I would love to have reviewed. So if you're interested in uh, coming on the show and talking about your bow review, um, pick out pick some bows that we haven't had a chance to review yet, like what I just mentioned, and uh, I'd love to get you on the show to talk about uh, some of these bows. Um, that way we can get as much diversity as humanly possible uh, and not just the, the big dogs. So anyway, I hope everybody has a great weekend and wear your damn safety harness. <laughs>